What's up guys? It's Seth. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Closet Vibes. I just realized, you know, with VidCon and everything going on and um, my lack of promoting the podcast, I also haven't been able to record very much. So I'm here today, hopefully bringing you guys somewhat of a satisfactory audio experience. It sounds like it's about to get all ASMR. Since the Instagram, uh, you know, on the story, they added a new question feature. It's like, ask me anything. You can retitle it, you know, whatever, but like, it's basically this question asking feature. Um, there's been loads of apps like Askip, uh, Saraha, whatever it's called. Basically just getting honest feedback from people and then you can share it on your story with answers. And that's like a bit of a Q&A feature for content creators like myself. But some of the questions, uh, you guys might not be following me, so you might not be able to see those answers, along with the fact that a lot of them are a lot more in-depth answers I've found than I could just answer on my story, and people wouldn't really want to sit there and read through that. So if you guys are curious as to what people have been asking me, what I've been responding, you can go ahead and check out my Instagram stories from the past 24 hours if you are listening to this within you know the past 24 hours, it's up. So one of my friends asked me, where did you get all of your equipment and how long did it take you to get it? So since I've started, I actually started out with a Canon point and shoot. Um, well, no, I started out with an iPod. I got an iPod for my 10th, 11th birthday, maybe 9th. It was somewhere around that time. I had been wanting one. I saw them coming out. That was when Apple was like fairly new in the eyes of kids my age and even adults. People were like just now starting to pick up iPhones. And so one of the things I wanted and I'd been asking for was an iPod. Um, when I ended up getting one, I discovered the camera, and at the time, I mean, it was probably like 1.3 megapixels or something, but like, you get the point, you know, it was like this insane thing to have a camera that could fit in my pocket and I could document with. My brother and I filmed series in the garage of us like, you know, setting up news booths, whatever those are called, sets, stages, and uh, we'd record ourselves talking about, you know, just stuff that had been happening. That was kind of like my first introduction to vlogging, to talking to a camera, to wanting to create. And from there I discovered stop motion. I then a few years down the road got my first point and shoot, which was a, you know, this blue little tiny pocket camera. It's one of the Canon power shots. Um, to this day, I do still have it. I don't use it, obviously. I've, um, I've had better gear since then. When I, when I started up this channel and my last channel, that was what I was using to create period. Anything I was filming, anything I was taking pictures of, any trips we went on, it, that, that was my camera. That was like what I had for years. I then got a camcorder after the camcorder upgraded to my Sony A5100. And um, after the A5100, I got to what I'm shooting on now, which I have to make a video on still. So if you guys are curious about my current setup, you can always head over to my channel um, and stay tuned. If you're not yet subscribed, subscribe, turn on those post notifications. You'll get updated as soon as that video is out. So how long did all of that take me? From the time I got my iPod, and if we just, you know, say I was nine or 10, I mean, it's what, six, six, seven years, almost. So it definitely, you know, if you're finding my channel or if you see my Instagram posts and you, Instagram, by the way, if you're living under a rock, Instagram is where everybody's fake. Instagram is where they glamorify their lives. That's like, I try not to do that, but, you know, I'm not always as happy as I am in my Instagram posts. I'm not always as happy as I am in my YouTube videos. Everybody has their moments, everybody has their their sad days, but, like, getting gear and getting nice gear takes so much longer than people, you know, imagine it would. Like, people start channels, people ask their parents for, like, a really nice DSLR, which I get, 
and cool if your parents want to do that. But it took me a while to realize when I was asking my mom, I was like, oh, can you know, can I get a Canon T6i? You know, I heard that was great. Start a camera. I know Jordan, if you guys know Jordan Keynes, that's what he uses. I don't know if he still uses that, but I know that's what he's used for a long time. She was like, I can't do it right now. And I think the main I can't do it right now came from the fact that I was just starting something and I've never been very committed to anything as far as, you know, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to this. I want to, like, you know, do my best as I can possibly do. My point with all of this is basically, like, when you're starting something, nobody around you, nobody you know knows how dedicated you are to it you can always say stuff but when it comes down to money and people investing in you getting really nice equipment in that first week first month first year even of making videos isn't always practical i've been making videos on this channel for almost two years now i mean I, easily a year there's a lot of videos I've deleted from when I first started, but easily a year. And you can even tell, like, if I made a video about my gear and what it looked like at first and what it's come to now, you can see that I've gradually gotten better and better and better with my equipment. So if you can't get a nice camera when you're first starting, don't, like, freak out. Phones now, like, if, you know, most kids have an iPhone, most kids have a Samsung there's not really a bad phone camera now. Even if you go back to like the iPhone 5, it still takes, you know, HD video. It's like, you can at least start. And the audio quality might not be, you know, the best, but like, at least you can start. Something not a lot of people realize too, like you, you'll be wanting, like my camera I have now, I wanted that, I've, that is my, that has been my dream camera since it came out, since I saw it, since I saw Noah had it, since it's like, since it was on the market period, since Canon had rumors about it, because before that was the 70D. Since the very moment I heard about it, I was like, yes, I need that, give that to me. But then you get it, and it's cool for like a few weeks, and then it starts to feel the same as what you had before. Because gear is just tools. Gear, equipment in general, is not going to up the quality of your work if you are going to stay the same, if you're not going to be trying harder. It's not about the gear. So I hope that answers your question. If not, just DM me or whatever. Or you can, you guys, if you're listening on Anchor, you can call into the show and you can ask me a question or you can like just say what's up and I'll like say what's up to everybody who says what's up in the next podcast. The plan for this podcast, the plan for today's episode was to talk about how education has ruined my creativity and not education, like just in general. I'm talking about like, the subcultural genre of what school is today. Like you see, you go to school, you wake up, you know, you get home around three, four in the afternoon. That's what parents see. Um, and that's hard to look at and say, you know, that's what parents see, but that's, that's not how kids see it. That's not how kids are dealing with it. I mean, if you really think about it, parents aren't one to talk when it comes to modern school because most of our parents are, you know, in their thirties or forties, maybe even older. And Times have changed, like, whether they like that or not, it's a lot different. Like, if you look at high schools today and you say, as a parent, you're, you know, you have no excuse to do poorly, I want you to have all A's, maybe a B, that's, like, what my parents have always said, and maybe that was easy back when they went to school, maybe that's easy for most kids to do, but for someone like myself, for someone who's, like, dedicated to creating, for someone who's totally invested themselves in this as an art form, as a lifestyle, as a passion, as a journey, being 
so committed to this and then just having that thrown at you and saying, okay, now I want you to get all A's. I need you to focus all your time into this. And, you know, they don't realize, you know, the hours you have to spend after school. Don't even, you know, forget the eight hour day. You have like another eight hour day after that. And then you have another eight hour day the next day. Sometimes you'll end up getting an hour of sleep that night because you're up so late doing homework. And my point with all of this, where is the time left in the day? Where's the time left in the night? Where's the time left even on the weekends? Because when you get to like my grade level and when you get into high school, even in middle school, they start assigning homework on the weekends. Like what kind of BS is that? Like, you know, you, you're the long days. No one, no one sees. They don't, they don't, teachers in middle school and high school don't see the hours of homework you're getting just in other classes alone. They see the four assignments that night they're giving you to do. And that'll play into another question I've been getting asked a lot, which is why are you even homeschooled? First of all, the actual reason, it's it was literally just easier for the time period, the time being when, you know, I first got homeschooled, which was two years ago now. I haven't been to a normal school since. I'm supposed to go to a regular school next year, a traditional school, but who knows if that'll happen. There are definitely more pros to being homeschooled. You get to sleep in, you get to play video games, you, you have your own structure as far as curriculum, and when you're doing work goes, you, you can talk to people, you can go to bed at whatever time you want, going for a walk, going for a run, making videos. Making videos is super easy. And even before this, it's always something I wanted to do, but never had the time to do because school. I started actually creating the summer, the summer after, because I was homeschooled for half of a year during eighth grade. So that next summer is when I started creating. And I'm a very creative person in general, like, you know, drawing, speaking. I love talking. Talk, interviews and crap those are just gonna be such a breeze by the time I actually have to do it because you know I, I've podcast I have vlogs it's just like so normal to talk about whatever for however long my point with saying any of this is that education okay we won't say education because there's other forms of education other routes you can take that don't limit you nearly as much as a traditional school would but we'll say that traditional modern schools limit creative people like myself a lot more than they should be there's not a whole lot of flexibility. It's not based around the individual, their strengths, what they're good at. It's not based around their schedule, if they need a lot of sleep. Because teens need a lot of sleep. Like, they're growing. It's kind of ridiculous to say, hey, you got to be here for eight hours and then do eight hours of homework. And I know a lot of kids are getting homeschooled for that very reason. For the fact that you you can just do so much more with your time. You can actually start thinking about, hey, do I really need to go to college? Do I want to go to college? Is it going to benefit me? Or is it just a paper? that you get in the end. Film school now, you, very pointless. Film school, everything comes out looking the same. I mean, they're teaching a bunch of kids at the same time the same thing to be the same person, to have the same set of skills. It's no, it's not creativity. It's teaching you this, that, and the other thing. It's like not enough people are thinking for themselves. It's a lot of like, this is what you do. This is when you do it. And, you know, you blow up as a film director, you blow up as a film director, you blow up as a movie star, you blow up as a movie star, whatever path you end up taking, you're either going to be, like, amazing at it, or you're just going to be meh, and the world's never going to know about you. But with something like YouTube, it gives a lot of people that wouldn't usually have a chance, or a lot of people that come from a background that can't afford college, or a lot of people that just don't have the drive to sit and make movies about things they don't want to make movies on, or, you know, just be a camera guy. Like, they don't want to be a meh camera guy. They want to be like, you know, this is my life. This is me filming what I want to film. YouTube allows anybody to become anybody at any time. And with the creators on YouTube, they whatever background they're from, whatever degree they have, they can put out advice. And YouTube has become 
the world's second largest search engine, I believe, just because of that. Like, you can go on YouTube, Google how to make slime. You can go on YouTube, Google how to pass your exam you have coming up. You can learn anything about anything. And with, you know, the internet being around the way it is, I feel like with the way modern education is, you just kind of have to scratch your head and sit back for a minute and be like, really? Like, even as a parent, that's the things we're going to teach our kids. Like, okay, I get math, I get writing. Those are two of the things that have actually benefited me and turned me into the person I am, partially. But, you know, start taking things like history or aspects about history that don't really teach us very much. Like, I have, I've forgotten at least three-fourths of everything I've ever learned in history. And I just feel like at that, at this point, you know, where I'm about to be 16... I can almost drive, I can almost get a job. It's like, what better things could I have realistically been doing with my time? Especially since it's all on the internet, and you know, for at least the past 10 years, most of it has been on the internet. Like, why is there no, why is there no reforms in the school system and public education? Why is there no, like, why is it not being turned around? And like, a lot of you guys listening to this are gonna be like, wow, you're being very negative. You're not really one to talk. And a lot of people, I, I get that, a lot of people, you know, in politics and just kids in general, teens in general, when you can vote and stuff, you get all this stuff from the media, you get all these opinions through the news, through web articles, you get just all these different ideas. And it's a lot of telling you what to think and not being like I am right now and, you know, knowing how to think. Like school? Okay, here's, here's how I would change school. If I was in a position to change school, here's what I would do. I would completely get rid of grading. I would completely get rid of the mandatory showing up aspect of public school. I would completely take the idea of a test and seeing like, you know, what you've learned from what you've learned from the month or whatever you've been just looking at a topic. I would, I would say, hey, you've been learning about this and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, you know, lectures necessarily or you know, after you see this, after you've learned about it, you have to go write an exam or like an essay and tell me everything you learned. Like kids don't want to do that. Kids have a lot better things they feel they could be doing with their time. So why, why do that? And just like, know you're torturing them when instead you could be saying, Hey, every single one of you in this class obviously has different passions, different things you love doing. Why don't you try to take that and incorporate what you've just learned into that and bring it back in a week and tell me what you came up with? Like, wouldn't that actually show kids how what they're learning is benefiting them as people? Instead of just saying, here, here, this is why it is, this is what it is, write an exam on everything I've just told you, restating everything I've just told you, I'm going to give you a letter grade. If you don't like it, you're going to fail. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like my ideas are a bit more flexible. <laughs> if I was in charge of changing things, you know, there'd be no bathroom passes. That's such a stupid concept. People have even related it to, like, being in prison. Like, hey, can <laughs> you gotta walk down these long halls <laughs> it's just like really schools it's because school was invented so long ago nobody's like had the effort the ideas to change anything you know maybe the maybe the buildings maybe the ways we're learning got a little bit more advanced technologically and architecturally but fundamentally if you actually look at things what like that's how we're doing things okay so that's what i'm feeling that's my thoughts if you guys have any questions about anything I said, any comments, anything you you want mentioned in the next podcast, you can call in if you're listening on Anchor, or you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Seth N. Gardner. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.